Hate, hate loads. But that's what these tests are for. Oh, hot crowd, hot crowd. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Welcome back to Is It Still Good? This is the show where we get invited to a party. We can't find anything to wear, so we throw out all of our clothes, including our rose-colored glasses. So it's with the shorn ocular nerve that remains that we we're forced to gaze upon all of the things of our youth and are forced to reevaluate them uh, with today's eyeballs. I'm Bear Kennedy wow. in Chicago. I'm joined as always. Andrew Carter in Los Angeles. Um, we have a very special guest today. Our first guest ever and our first repeat guest ever. Yes. No, actually, no, we had the, we had the, the, the Knicks on. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Our, our oh, music panel preempted you. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck this. Shit. Fuck you. <laughs> he leaves. Um, but y'all, y'all, y'all know him from uh, the Goofy Movie episode. Uh, my creative partner, uh, Khalil Muscati. What's up, Ken? Yes. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. Very happy to be here. I'm coming in from Santa Maria in Santa Barbara County, California. Kind of random, uh-huh. but. That's it's not that it's it's it is a little random but that's because that's yeah. where your family is yeah yeah where we created a bubble here and are in an apartment here kind of just for the entire month of december so uh it's uh we're doing it i feel good because we're doing it right doing it the safe way but it's also just kind of funny because like you just feel a little bit like i'm in the middle of nowhere but it's good there's nothing else to do so have you like walked yeah. around the town what's the town like have you gone on walks and seen things yeah it's just like a lot of parks that's kind of been our main thing it's just like my mom has like a list of like 20 parks that are all within tw- like 15 minutes that she's like, let's just go walk around this one. And they're all just kind of the same. <laughs> they have like a lake, they have like a lake and ducks and like, and that's, that's it. But it's just, <laughs> so you guys are going to go well, to lunch. Yeah. She's going to be like, no ducks here. We let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's yeah. Move on. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we gotta find yeah, ducks. it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much been what we've been doing. And it's got a kind of a small, definitely a smallish kind of isolated feel, but it's, but it's nice, nice and quiet. So that's cool. You guys been watching yeah. like a lot of Christmas movies and a lot of, you know, have you been, have you been doing any like holiday and bear same question to you? Cause you're with your girlfriend's family in uh, Salem. Cause they drove bear and his girlfriend oh, wow. drove from we Chicago did. to Salem, Massachusetts. So for both of you, are you guys doing any like Christmas activities? What's, what's still there from previous Christmases? What's changed from previous Christmases? Uh, I, I haven't done any shopping so I gotta do that. Um, None. It's December twentieth, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a gift giving is not my love language, as they say. So I'm a little mm. behind. On <laughs> good, that. good on you for being self aware. Exactly. I'm just doing <laughs> yeah. the work every day, getting better. Um, so that's that's in my near future. Uh, we we decorated the Christmas tree. I had to help because okay. I'm tall. They use a real tree. I am from a fake tree family, so that was me as well. Yeah. yeah. So we had to we had to actually oh, trim. both of you guys. Yeah, I I had a fucking like clippers like I'm Jean Valjean pruning this tree, uh, so that was a new experience for me. Eighty percent um, of Americans use an artificial tree. Yeah, so we're in the, we're so that I'm taking that to mean me and Khalil are, are correct about this. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I've never not once have we ever had. Did you guys ever have a real tree? Never. Was it, always? I, it was never all oh, I have. I own now the fake tree that I grew up with from that is as wow. old as me. We, they, my parents got it That's in 1988. Great. It fucking sucks. 
this is the first year I, I didn't put it together because I wasn't going to be there, but you have to, every branch you have to individually put into the pole. Mm-hmm. This thing is oh. like maybe six foot six or so. And every branch, every year you have to like undo the yeah. individual little pine whatever Bear, i feel like we have the same artificial tree we might no we, it's we like old, it's like might. old as hell like it you smells super weird out. yeah 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 there's Wait. fucking fake needles fall out everywhere every yeah, year yeah and somehow so it still it has still needles like what is the point just get a real one needles are so annoying anyway i, the whole, I thought the whole point of a fake tree was to not have any of that shit to clean up well the real the real benefit of a fake tree is it's not a fire hazard uh That's which true. is good and um yeah i guess you don't really have to worry about like going with your car and and strapping it to the roof and doing all that shit but Mm -hmm. other than that yeah it's a huge pain in the ass i hate it i I still put myself through it every year Uh and if if i hadn't experienced what is the happiest day of my life under that tree uh which was uh christmas uh, 1994 I would maybe what you get. Wait, Why was it that? Yeah, we got to hear this story. <laughs> Sega Genesis, baby. Sega I was, Genesis. Dude, I was literally going to say, what did you get? Donkey Kong? Or oh, something? There, there's a picture of me with it over the box over my head screaming. It, the greatest day of my life. The, the oh, beard wow. too. A six-year-old beard and everything. No, well, I, didn't I look can't kind picture of you without a beard. I, 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 my parents had that picture. If I was uh, close to them, I'd try to find it. But I do still have the Sega Genesis, and it does still work. Did, so. did you eventually get a Dreamcast? Are you like a Sega guy? No, I wish. Okay. I, uh, I would love to get my hands on a Dreamcast and a Sega Saturn. I still, I have a lot of old shit. Yeah, in my office I'm, hooked up. That, that's I'm a works. big old video games person, but I know I, even I never had the Dreamcast. I Dreamcast was, like, was I remember, dope as shit. It was so good. I just my it cousin was like had weird, it. And I didn't have it. It was super weird. That controller. <laughs> yes, was, it had like a. What did it have? Like a pad. I it like had like a circular pad in the middle. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 But anyways, let's get into this this top the this week's episode topic. Um, Christmas movies. Uh, and Christmas cocktails is back. We're not having cocktails because it's too early. We're we're doing this on Sunday morning, and there's just yeah. that would that would say a lot about us if we had. Cocktails. I, I was gonna do it. That's why I texted you. I was like, I can. Oh, you start were drinking. gonna do it. Oh, absolutely. It's one p.m. here, and it's Sunday. Oh, right. You're you're later. I mean, that's oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's different. Yeah, we're I'm not opposed to drinking in the morning. Also, let's really just get that out there. Like, that's fine <laughs> oh, with God. me. Not a big deal. I just deal. couldn't. When you when I got that text from you, like it was you know like eight fifteen here, and I was like, <laughs> no. But yeah. we are having Khalil on to do two uh, thousands. The full title is Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, more uh, colloquially known as the Grinch, um, the Jim Carrey one for anybody. The Clint Howard one. The Clint Howard story. one. There you go. The Ron Howard directed one. Um, so Khalil. When was the last time you saw this movie? Actually, no, better question. When did you first see this movie? Because you were like eight when it came out. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I want to say I saw it on DVD. I, I have um, a follow-up question. Where does it Where does it rank in your top 10 movies of all time? <laughs> I don't think this one is in the top 10. It might be in the top 50. But uh, Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Top 50, top 40. I uh, haven't gotten. I would have TV. loved it if if like Bear was saying that, and we're all laughing. Like, like, like <laughs> three. Yeah, that's why. I asked. That's where it is. Yeah. Um, no, very especially based on my last appearance on this podcast. Very fair question. Um, no, I believe I saw it for the first time uh, on DVD 
probably when I was probably when I was eight, probably in 2000 or 2001. And, um, and yeah, and I, and I loved it. You know, I, I always thought it was, I always thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought Jim Carrey was great. Um, I like growing up, like my, my family, like, especially my, my brother and I were like big Jim Carrey fans. And so that added to it. Um, and then, um, yeah. And so that was like, basically the main reason. And so like, you know, I, I loved it and thought it was hilarious, but never thought that much more of it. Um, but then kind of what made it come back around for me, which actually solidified it as like, oh, I actually really, really enjoy this movie was then when I was a senior in college, um, I kind of, I realized that like the, my, the, the group of friends who I would hang out with the most actually all also really loved this movie. And like, so, uh, so there was, I have this like very clear memory of, I was an RA my senior year and I like reserved a lounge that's used and I was like oh I'm doing it for like an RA event but it wasn't actually an RA event it was because like it was for my friends and I to watch the Grinch nice. and great. it was just like, yeah and it that's was a great like abuse really- of that's a great abuse of power yeah yeah that's textbook. A- terrific um, <laughs> and we're all like you know like 21 22 years old and like watching the Grinch and and my one of my really good friends in college um shout out to Justin G who I like make music with sometimes and stuff he uh he shout was out. like just yeah, G. shout out. He was like, he was like, um, they're always last when we do shout outs because he never it. does them. <laughs> I always do them when I get when I get the chance. I know. He was very uh, insistent that golden hood eggnog was this amazing thing that everyone had to try. And I'd never heard of it before. I'd never really drank eggnog. That was never a thing for me. And he was like, you know, hood eggnog you can kind of find in any department store. But then there's this gold hood eggnog that's actually much harder to find and much uh, like kind of secret and much, you know, actually is much better. And so like we found this golden hood eggnog and drank it while watching, uh, drank it while watching The Grinch. And All so right, that hang on. Th- yeah. th- that's a lot of that's a lot of dairy insider knowledge to process at once so yes, what very insider so is he is this not a joke is this like a real thing i know it's a real thing so yeah, there, so, so there is a secret version of their yes. eggnog that is better yes so so if you google oh. it right now you'll, there's there's like a there's a it's a golden carton and it's well good eggnog right and it's supposed to be better and harder to find so then like their normal ones like red right am i yeah the normal ones red or white i believe golden eggnog yeah here is is there booze in it already or what's the deal ah that i can't remember i want to say no um it doesn't it doesn't look like there is i'm looking at it right now it's on the hood website um (laughs) Yeah, this recipe has been a secret for more than 50 years. The good times are as plain as day. Hood golden eggnogs blend of extra creamy milk, sugared yolks, and spices make it a holiday favorite, whether you drink it straight from the glass or use it in your favorite recipes. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has alcohol in it already. Where to buy? (laughs) I'm going to see if I can find this. Uh, Okay, eggnog, golden, any uh did my zip code here we go five within five miles no stores were found oh boy let's see within 40 miles no stores were found 
damn this is like finding we, gold i'm pretty sure literally we, we bought it we found like the last one at like a cvs in union square in new york like something so like did that. you guys just go on an eggnog search or like because this was this was before i think you could do stuff like that right oh this store has it like uh yeah i think i think we were just like because we were in new york we were like somewhere's gonna have it right this is yeah. fucking one day. nuts to me yeah. i can't believe yeah. they, they make a normal eggnog that's like for the rubes but if you know a guy you can get like, <laughs> yeah that's fucking no i'm telling you this crazy. is and so this is the context now and so that's why i like this movie so much is because not only did i love it growing up but then i kind of like rediscovered it that like memory. at, tw at yeah. 22 and now it's very much tied to this yeah memory that makes a ton of sense my college that's, friends. that's like yeah yeah that's exactly the reason why we do this show is because of memories yeah. like that it's like that's yeah that memory is tied to it um so wait my question is this eggnog versus regular eggnog how did it hold up how did it compare? i thought i thought it was better i thought it was really good i'm not an, okay. egg, an eggnog expert at all i've drank it like i can count on one hand the amount of times i've drank eggnog. Right. i've never I, even had it but... i love it i use it all. oh so, so here's here's a very chicago uh thing for <laughs> me like oberweiss is the nice milk in northern illinois and they make an eggnog that is killer so i always okay. get that it comes in a fucking glass bottle that you have to pay a deposit on and they used well, to overweiss i don't know if they still do but they used to actually have milkmen like Ooh. as recently as in the last 10 years who would deliver this shit to your doorstep wow and i i get eggnog i get an overweiss thing of eggnog and use it the entire month from when i first see it in the store I use that as coffee creamer. I love that <laughs> shit. That's wow. awesome. Is there, is there booze in it already? No, you got to add your own booze. That's for nighttime. Morning, you throw mm -hmm. that shit in your coffee. I what do you add to it? Four eggnog related pounds <laughs> every, every December. What do what I do add for booze? It? Yeah. Uh, Maker's Mark is really good. Any kind of whiskey is going to be okay, real whiskey. nice. All right. And uh, you throw a little reach you know back of the spice cabinet grab a little nutmeg maybe a little cinnamon and just boop, 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 mm, the that's top. right yeah we have eggnog in our fridge right now from trader joe's with booze in it and i've actually big confession i've never had eggnog oh, I, never, I love it with or without booze. i love it. that shit it legitimately okay. tastes like paint i don't know why that's so good for me but i love it it's good yeah it, or it's like you're drinking pancake mix or something absolutely like, yes right. yeah i'll it's try it very very interesting mouthfeel yeah um, very interesting i i like it a lot should i have zoe bring me up a little glass right now to try it while we're recording this for the first time i like time? that for two reasons yes you can try it on air and also i like the idea that you're commanding your wife to bring you <laughs> oh god that sounds terrible it's only because i'm upstairs and she's downstairs and i will ask her very politely hi babe can you please Bring me up a very small glass of eggnog. <laughs> my autocorrect, I'll correct it to egg boy. <laughs> Can you bring me my yeah, egg, egg boy? boy. <laughs> Going to try it for the first time on air. Let's see what I, she says. She, she could like, be out taking well, bill or something. But Well, it'd be great if she brings it really late in the show. That would be funny. But the yeah. for me, eggnog cannot be served cold enough. Um, so what I right. found that works is uh, if I take a mug and put it in the freezer, like earlier in the day, mm. later when I'm a little little stony baloney and I, and I don't want to get into that eggnog, grab that frozen mug and like it keeps it nice and cold. So like, if eggnog gets wow. a little warm, it becomes it goes from a delight to undrinkable. It's a good nightmare. Point. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Khalil, did the when you bought it because this eggnog that we bought at Trader Joe's was room temperature, like on display but then you open it and refrigerate it was the yeah, one you bought 
Did you, was the one you bought refrigerated or was it? It was already in the refrigerated oh, section. That's great. So you yeah. can just get right into it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Zoe says, yes, with ice, I'll say yes, please. Going <laughs> off of what you guys said to have it super cold. Yeah. The ice, you want to you make sure it's cold as shit. You want to get to it fast. Cause when the ice starts melting and watering it down, I, I always find that to be unpleasant. Also. Right. Right. I just, I, I don't think I ever had it because I think as a kid, I was like, you're drinking eggs, gross, eggnog, yeah. no, it just, the name of it really turned off. Not a very off. pleasant then, name, yeah. No, and then it's not, it's not like I would like go to holiday parties and be, people would be like, eggnog, like, it's just like you have, like, if you go to a holiday party, yeah, you can have like holiday cocktails, but it's usually just like regular drinks. And, yeah, I, you gotta have eggnog for a Christmas party though, with booze in it. And the right. one year, I, I, I never, we, I never, I, I threw a Christmas it. party at my house in college, drank a ton of eggnog, got shit faced by like ten o'clock. I remember puking outside into the gutter, <laughs> and then for some reason I locked myself God. in the back seat of my car to like take a nap, uh, and and then I woke up at like four o'clock, ready to party, and everyone had left because it was. What year was this? Was I this, at that party? This was probably Christmas of like maybe 2008 or so. Um, Might have been there. Might have. So been I there. would have been probably 20. Yeah, I was. I, I just remember. I remember there. getting so drunk, throwing up, having one of my roommates come and be like, "Are you gonna be fine?" Like, I just need to close my was eyes. Was that and at then, the Spruce Goose? Yeah, and then I did okay. it in my car, which was probably dangerous if I had. Uh, all right thrown up and asphyxiated or something oh wow so my, that is my service. lovely wife zoe just brought me wow. some eggnog with a dash of cinnamon if you're watching this you can see it's in a very small glass there's a, a nice ice cube in there again dash of cinnamon in there all right first time ever bottoms up he's gonna fucking hate it might be an acquired taste we'll see it's, I, I don't mind i don't i don't mind it it's it's not it's not my favorite thing I've ever had, but like like I could see why someone would like enjoy this and have it, but I think that like I'm I don't know I it's very it feels, seasonal. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Feel, it yeah. feels like and <laughs> good luck drinking that shit in January. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like it feels like especially with like this the alcohol already in there, it kind of just feels like whiskey and milk. It feels like you're drinking like spiked milk. You know how people like spike their coffee or spike their, you know, it's like, hey, you want to yeah. spike this milk? That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I've definitely drank spiked milk. I've, I've drank vodka and milk specifically. Like that's the only two ingredients. Like not a Jesus, white Russian, dude. like just those. Yeah, I've done that. What? Oh my as, an, God. as an eggnog lover, I believe that. Yeah, it's not I great. <laughs> I don't recommend doing that. Yeah, guess that what? Is... It doesn't sound great. I also, the smell is is kind of like, making me recoil a little bit it's on the it's usually um, on the verge of sour like if you smell yes. a bad half and half before you put it in your coffee like, ooh, we're not going to use that like that's kind of almost where you're at all right i just tried it thanks babe yeah and that confirms that i really have never had it um i because I, I was like wondering maybe that but that taste it's like no i've never had that taste it's very specific yeah, yeah. very specific um it's yeah it's it's not for me. It's okay. I I I I I I get it. Like I get the seasonal aspect of it. Um, but I'm not. I'm never gonna seek that. Now out. here's the thing. If you tried the secret golden one, it might yeah. change your mind. I might cannot wait mind. to track that shit down. I <laughs> you gotta do. I it feel there. like they they gotta Amazing. have it in the Midwest. I'm not surprised they don't have it in within 40 miles of LA County. But I feel like in the Midwest where everything's like old 
they gotta have it. That's what you think of us? Everything is old? <laughs> no, I just why, mean that, why like, don't you it's, take uh, like, that eggnog and shove it directly up your ass? Well, no, I just mean, like, oh, fuck you, Bear. Let's get into it now. I've, 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 I've had it with this podcast. I've had it with you. I've dealt with you every fucking week. No, but I think that, like, there's, there's, a, there's a nice um, appreciation and um, uh, preservation of, like, Americana in the Midwest. And so I feel like this just falls under that category. I don't uh, this know. is this is the most West Coast bias this show has ever been, and I, I frankly will not stand for it. <laughs> oh, I frankly will not stand for it. Bear hangs up in five hours. I he gets an, I get a knock on my door. He's here. Yeah, I'm driven. Cleo and I are still talking. We're like, so is he coming back? I don't. So okay, so when was that your senior year, Khalil? When yeah. you did that? Okay, that's a yeah. nice senior year memory for sure. I, oh I yeah, that. it was great. I get that. It and like great. watching it with your yeah. friends and like laughing yeah. and and all that. So when you watched it as a kid, was it in heavy rotation? Did you own it and did you watch it every Christmas? Yeah, I owned it. Uh, pretty much watched it every Christmas. The other thing that as a kid made it really stand out was that I got uh, as a stocking stuffer one year. I got a Grinch doll that um, nice. looks I, I wish I had it with me but it kind of looked he looks kind of scary in it <laughs> it's like his face is really kind of wild-eyed and crazy but um yeah. and it, it was one of those dolls that when you squeeze him uh he says quotes from the movie nice. um bear thought I was going somewhere else with that <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like when you squeeze him what? <laughs> um no he says he says quotes from the movie and so like that also just added to like I already think it's a very quotable movie, but that just added right. to like, I, I will I will list for you now what the doll said. Oh, please. That was my next said, question, yes. Yeah, so he said, with my best Grinch voice, um, one man's toxic sludge is another man's potpourri. That yeah. was one of them. Dead another on. one. It's like he's here another, with us. <laughs> another one was, cheer up, dude. It's Christmas. Another one was, That's good. are you having a Harley jolly christmas and finally the last one which was my favorite is who knows this hubilation could change my entire outlook on life wow the doll said that's good those are good those are good quotes yeah like, i'm glad, it, I'm glad it wasn't just like yeah yeah i'm glad it wasn't just like boo or anything you know right, small right. that he does um, um yeah so he's a big fan well, pretty much yeah dvd Pretty much every Christmas, the doll, and then plus the adult. Was memory. it a family thing, or was it like you and Omar? I think it was probably usually just me or me and Omar, but I think the parents joined sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the thing. I saw this movie opening night, I remember. Uh, November 17th, 2000. I swear to God, I remember exactly. I feel like you've film. seen a lot of movies on opening night. I, yes. Yeah, you, I've seen so few on opening night. Like, I, I don't even, I, I don't enjoy it anymore, certainly. But even oh, yeah. uh, um, back then, I, I don't, there is not much I've been to on opening night. I, I have a specific story about, like, the, the opening weekends of The Grinch. Because, so, <laughs> we live in, you know, uh, Riverside, Connecticut. At the time, I think we were in old Greenwich, Connecticut. And Ron Howard lives in Greenwich. Um, I don't know if he still does or if he has, he probably has multiple houses, but like, you know, it was a known thing that like he lives in Greenwich. And opening night, we went, I saw with my friend TJ, my dad took us and loved it, had a blast. Um, and I remember that was the first time that I started to become aware of like box office numbers. 
And I remember like reading like, oh, the Grinch made 55 million this weekend. And then, cause I was like 12. And then the next weekend was Thanksgiving weekend and it made like 52 million. It dropped like 4%. And on the Sunday after like Thanksgiving weekend, my dad and I went to this deli off of uh, Greenwich Avenue called Katzenberg's. Um, and it was just us. And then like a big table in there of like, you know, 12, 15 people or something. And for whatever reason, I was at a phase in my life where I was starting to like understand celebrity and like famous people. And I would always like mess with my dad, like, dad, that's, you know, like Eddie Murphy and it like wouldn't be, or like, dad, that's George Clooney and it wouldn't be. And we're at this place. And for some reason I knew who Ron Howard was because I think they were like, he lives in Greenwich. And I was like, I'm going to find him one day. And I see this guy get up and he's on a cell phone. And I'm like, dad, that's Ron Howard. And my dad was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, wait, I was, I was right. Holy shit. And it was. And, and then he's finishing his phone call at like the front of the restaurant. He's walking back to his table. And my dad stopped him and was like, Ron, um, just want to let you know, my son and I really enjoyed the Grinch. And apparently, and I, I remember, I definitely remember that. I don't totally remember like my conversation with him, but according to my dad, he was like, he, talk to you like the whole time because it's, you know, it's a kid's movie. And he was like, Oh, did you like it? And I do remember saying to him like, yeah, I like the part when he says I'm an idiot. And like, you know, like, you know, quoted that or whatever. That is and the funniest part. So it is a great part. Yeah. Um, but I remember quoting that to him and like, and he was really, really nice. And he was, he was, he couldn't have been lovelier. And I think he was probably there with like his family. So there was probably a young Bryce Dallas Howard at that That's, table. I was just thinking, who Yeah. I know that was um, your chance. Yeah, that chance, was yeah. it. <laughs> I blew it. Um, no, but so he was, yeah, he couldn't have been nicer. And then like 10 years, 11 years later, when I graduated college, uh, I was home. Like, I think it was like late May, early June of 2011. We're having dinner at this restaurant. Who's who comes in with his wife, Ron Howard. And they're sitting at the table next to us. And we happened to finish our meals at the same time. And I actually just like went up to him again. And I was like, Hey, I just, you know, I just graduated film school. Like you, you probably don't know, remember this at all, but I, I met you at like at Katzenberg's like 12, you know, on the opening weekend of the Grinch or something like that. And he was like, Oh, wow. Great. And he was still like the same really nice guy. But I said like, oh, I just graduated film school or whatever. And like, you know, moving up to LA or whatever. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's harder now. It's harder now. You know, good, good luck. Good luck. Like it's harder now. And I could tell that he was like, he almost felt bad that I had just like said that and graduated and was moving to LA. Cause he was probably like, Oh God, it's probably not going to work. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really did a poor job of hiding that from you. Like, yeah, it was. And I remember like, cause I had just graduated. So I was like feeling like, Oh baby, like here I am just graduated meeting Ron Howard, like my ticket. This is it. And he was just like, Oh God, honey, no, like, don't go, you know, go, go, you know, go into welding or something like do something else. But... Plastics. Oh, it's man, harder now crazy. is the funniest thing he could have said to you. That is oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That is and guess what? Ten, it's, it's about 10 years f f like later from that. And it is fucking harder now. It's harder yeah. than it was 10 years ago. Like, yeah. um, but you know um i'm not gonna give up <laughs> um but so like he again he couldn't have been the nicest guy so that's kind of how i've always remembered the grinch is like just remember meeting ron howard and how nice he was um and i remember like yeah enjoying the movie but like i gotta say watching it zoe and i watched it last night 
I honestly think that was the first time I had watched it in full, probably since like, I don't know if it was the theaters or like, cause I remember when it came out, I must've like rented it on video or something. I never, we never bought it, but like, it was a long, it had been, you know, maybe like 18 or 19 years since I had seen the thing in full from start to finish. Um, and then uh, before we, I guess, get into like the history of it and like the, the stuff that we've like researched, Bear, what was your experience with uh, with the Grinch as a kid? Uh, I'm like you, I, I've never watched this movie all the way through. I think I saw parts of it on an airplane wow. and then I've like, I guess because it's been on like the ABC rotation. Oh yeah, on cable. I could do a whole separate. I could do a whole separate podcast about the ABC Family, Twenty Five Days of Christmas. Yeah, I, you yeah. know what? That's probably I, I totally forgot about that Twenty Five Days of Christmas. But I think yeah. you're definitely correct. I've probably seen it as part of that, just flipping through cable. Right, a hundred percent. It's on that uh, every year. Now, did you guys do it? Because I read a little bit about it. And it's funny, I, this was this sensation was washing over me as I watched it last night. It looked like it was a fucking pain in the ass to make. And that's what I found out, that it was a massive pain in the ass. Like yeah. Jim Carrey was not happy. He had to sit in that makeup chair for like up to eight and a half hours to get on that fucking suit and the makeup and everything. Um, and it just like, it just looked so, I mean, look, it looked exactly like credit to the filmmakers to being like, yeah, this is exactly what Whoville probably looks like. And, you know, this construction that you've done is like pretty spectacular, but my God, like what an elaborate, difficult movie. And like the constant movement and the sounds and the music and just every, this, just all this like loud collision of things it just did not look like it was a fun movie to make. And I'm, no. I'm, I, I find that bizarre because like there are like our fun moments in the movie, but it just, I don't know. I just, I, again, the, the sensation that I was feeling watching it, it was just like, especially when he's on that, that like that tiny little car that he steals. I was like, Oh my God, that, like Jim Carrey was probably having a fucking fit <laughs> like driving that thing. Yeah. I agree. I think this is, this is a tough movie to watch when you know kind of a lot about production because I had the same yeah. thing. I was like, whoa, this looks like it was quite a bit of work. Um, especially since there was a Grinch movie just a couple of years ago that was animated. It's like, right. yeah, that's that makes more sense for achieving this level of visual weirdness. I, I love right. the, the effects in this. I love the makeup, but yeah. wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah, a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, it costs like, like a- and not just the Grinch makeup, but just the who knoses. Yeah, yeah. Like those probably were an absolute like nightmare to get put on you and to 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 put on people. But yeah. but they achieved that look. But yeah, I what I read is Jim Carrey like this uh, this makeup artist. Um, he hang on, I have his I have his name. Give me one second. Um, this was a guy who like like kind of like slowly started to quit the industry after the Grinch for a while and wasn't, didn't come back until he was summoned by Gary Oldman for, um, for darkest hour for Winston Churchill. Rick Baker? Was, no, the, Rick Baker was like, it, this was a makeup artist who worked with Rick Baker. Oh. His name was Kazuhiro Suji. And this whole section about the Grinch here in this article that I found, 
So here it is right here. I'll read it. Production on How the Grinch Stole Christmas was not easy for Jim Carrey. He was encased head to toe in green fur, which was yak fur dyed green, in a design that kept changing and the fake snow on set kept getting into the gigantic contacts he was forced to wear. The way Suji tells it, he took these frustrations out on the crew. So Suji says, once we were on set, he was really mean to everybody. And at the beginning of the production, they couldn't finish. After two weeks, we couldn't finish three days worth of shooting schedule because suddenly we would just, he would just disappear. And when he came back, everything was ripped apart. We couldn't shoot anything. Um, so he once, according to his, Jim Carrey's publicist, he once told the LA Times that making the Grinch was a real lesson in Zen. And one day was particularly terrible. In the makeup trailer, he just suddenly stands up, looks in the mirror, pointing on his chin and goes, this color is different from what you did yesterday. I was using the same color I used yesterday. He says, fix it. And okay, you know, I fixed it. Every day was like that. And so he was mentally exhausted. So basically he met with Rick Baker and one of the producers, this makeup artist, uh, Suji. He was like really unhappy and they came up with a solution that Suji would go away for a while and Carrie would see how valuable he was and call him to come back. So after a week of hiding, Jim Carrey called him. Uh, Suji didn't answer and Carrie didn't call back. But then Ron Howard called and left a message and saying like, hey, Jim's, he's sworn to change. We're all good. You have to come back. And so he came back under one condition. This is wild. He's like, I was talking with my friends and they all told me, you should ask for a raise before you go back. I didn't want to do that. I felt kind of nasty, but then I got an idea. How about I asked them to help me get a green card? He returned and Carrie kept his temper in check the rest of the shoot. The filmmakers wrote Suji letters of recommendation for the green card, though it took him winning the BAFTA for his work on the Grinch, the most attention the ceremony has ever received in America for his application to get approved. That's wow. Like you can't, you can't make that shit up. That is weird. Insane. Did uh, are we are we confirmed that Jim Carrey wasn't just pulling a man on the moon, but with the Grinch? See, I when I read that, I thought that that could possibly be it. Yeah, but I'm not not convinced he's not a dick. Like he might just be a prick, and he was in a situation that was really hard. But he's playing the Grinch. Like, given we know about this guy, was he being the Grinch? I think more or less, and I think maybe it was a situation of life imitating art, but I also am not convinced that he wasn't, I'm not convinced that he was like method acting. I'm not convinced that he was in character. And I also heard uh, there was, when I used to work at Paramount, there was a security guard that worked there who's like worked on a ton of movies. Um, Talked about working with Tom Cruise on like, you know, a bunch of stuff. And he was like, I worked with TC on a lot. When you work with him, you call him TC. And I was like, that's amazing. Good to know. But he told, he worked, he was a security guard on the Grinch. And he said like, Jim Carrey was a total mope on that set. When something wasn't work, he told, he said something that Jim would just be like, all right, Ron. And kind of like sulk back to his trailer or something. And I was like, what? Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty bizarre. So I think I, I I definitely don't think you know from what I've heard that I don't think Jim Carrey is an, an asshole, but I think that he uh, you know especially at that time when he was like you know like still like the biggest fucking yeah you know actor in Hollywood. I think yeah I, I it's just like that's got to be such a specific thing that like only like a really small handful of people can relate to where it's just like everybody wants something from you and you know. And it's almost like resting completely on your shoulders. And again, like 
I hope he, it doesn't sound like he was like a, you know, verbally abusive or emotionally abusive to anybody. It sounds like he was just not happy to be there, which is tough because, you know, it's almost like, why would you do this anyway? Obviously he's getting paid probably $20 million, but at the same time, it's like, that is not fucking fun sitting in the makeup chair every day for eight and a half hours. Like, I mean, like you're getting what three hours of sleep. Cause then you have to yeah. go shoot for, sounds horrible. you know, eight yeah. hours. Hopefully they had less hours because of the little kid you can only shoot a certain amount of hours with with a minor but yeah it's a that story's nuts and it's just like again that was just that whole thing was washing over me as i was watching that like wow this just did not look fun to make no and it's it, not even yeah. that i mean the, the makeup's amazing but the, the all the sets and shit they look like sets which is interesting because I, it's just it has a very tangible look this movie right. does as opposed to if you think about making it now, it'd probably right. be more digitally enhanced. Uh, th- that's just not the case here. I-, I like and don't like that about the movie. Like to me, mm-hmm. some of the lighting and some of the stuff in Whoville feels like you're filming a play. I was Actually, a lot of this yeah. movie feels like you're filming a theatrical production, which I sometimes I really hate. Mm-hmm. But it, it's real interesting. I mean, it was made in 2000. That's kind of right after you know, the Phantom Menace and the Matrix, right. uh, which at least no matter what you feel about the Star Wars prequels, that kind of showed you, okay, you don't have to have a physical set to do movies. And yet here they are kind of doing an old school backlot production like Hill Valley that really, it feels like, was this the latest there could have been a movie made like this? Um, right because i'm trying i was trying to think of other movies and i'm probably just missing one or two that are of a similar vein but used practical sets and makeup like this i'm probably maybe the the first spider-man from 2002 like a lot of the new york streets where i think back a lot stuff but it's funny i was actually gonna i was gonna bring that up too bear is that like uh the yeah for like it's, it was weird because the sets seemed very colorful. Like the set design seemed very colorful, but yet the colors on screen were not that colorful. Yes. It was like a weird lighting cinematography capturing like what was there practically thing that was going on that didn't quite mesh. Yeah, right. and they're doing a weird like Vaseline on the lens type filter for a lot mm-hmm. of it too that like really softens it. So like none of those colors pop, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And it makes it look like a TV production from that time, I thought. We'll be right back. So we're back after a very quick little intermission. And by quick, I mean a 24 hour intermission. So (laughs) yesterday in the midst of our recording, um, Khalil had to hop off suddenly. Everything's okay. He's fine. Um, But they, uh, he had a prior commitment that he had to um, attend to that he had forgotten about. But in that time, Bear went and found safely, of course, the, hood golden eggnog he actually found it uh we will post a picture on our social media for proof um he went and found it he has a glass with him right now bear how's it tasting uh the the initial sip i had was amazing but let me let me just give a full experience oh sip loudly so we can hear you (laughs) yeah it's very good and is it it better oh it's super good it there is it's extremely smooth um yes very yeah very good the overweiss version i was talking about has like a little like a hint of a sour aftertaste which i don't mind but there's no bite on this this is fucking yeah. great it tastes a lot like melted ice cream 
mm-hmm. which to me Whoa. is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like the perfect eggnog for also someone who is maybe doesn't like eggnog that much or is having maybe their first one because that's how it was for me. Is I was like I've only had, I was like I've only had eggnog a couple of times. I'm not that crazy about it. Let me try this golden one, and then I was like, oh, this is this is it. Yeah. I, I am regretting not buying the normal version too to compare just to, mm, right. to see what they're up to. But uh, there were definitely two different versions, and this one. <laughs> um, it's fucking great. I mean, it, it's really good. It, it it is very very good. Let's get one more loud sip for the mic. Yeah, so can hear for, it. for the for, for the folks yeah. at home. Ooh, mm. gotta love oh, it. Oh god, it yeah. I didn't even put booze in it, and it's it's delightful. I was just gonna ask if you put something in there, and you didn't. No, I wanted it's... I wanted its full like unadulterated yeah. flavor profile yeah. before you I wanted you wanted the Virgin Mary. I did. I feel I, I feel validated. Justin oh, yeah. G is Justin G is validated. So. Yeah, just for the record, I, <laughs> I feel I didn't, validated. I feel seen. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't trust you at all. Um, like I, I, I wanted to know for myself. So I'm glad you, you were probably right. didn't trust him because of where a goofy movie is in his top ten. But <laughs> yeah, let it be right. known here and now, and I will always defend this. Khalil Muscati has good taste. Well, this thing yeah, certainly certainly brought me to his side. This stuff yes. is fucking great. You were like, you were like, if I know your movie rankings, I don't know what your yeah, eggnog, cool. your sweets ranking is. Yeah, how's his palate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite sweet? He's like mm, peanut brittle, <laughs> just like. Or uh, what's a, what's a bad sweet like toffee? Licorice, yeah. Licorice, yeah. Black licorice. Black licorice. Black licorice. <laughs> My God. So let's get back to our conversation about the Grinch. Uh, when you last heard us talking, we were talking about how. Uh, the colors in it were very good, but the lighting was kind of dim. Um, and we were talking about the difference between, you know, you know, shooting things now, which a lot of it is on location versus what the Grinch was, which was, you know, all built completely uh, to shoot on. Cause it's not like, Oh, we're actually going to go shoot in Whoville. Like there's, yeah. you know, you yeah. or, or using a blue screen. Like, right. yeah. yeah. And it like Whoville's fucking weird. It is like a fairy tale land. If you had, somewhere stand in for it which would almost certainly be like toronto or some shit yeah Um, it wouldn't read like a weird fable um yeah and dr seuss obviously has a a strange style to his books you kind of could pick it out out of everything's kind of slanted which might explain the just the abundance of dutch angles in this movie yes no that's the one thing i remembered about this movie was dutch angles constantly and so I was many right. yeah it's like every shot yeah which i don't know if it was necessary i mean i'm like i maybe it added some hint of like zaniness but sometimes i'm like mm. it's it's a lot like there, it's there a, are, that's yeah. my issue with it is it, that it's a lot it's a lot yeah. there's some really aggressive wipes which i really <laughs> appreciated there's yeah. one where like lights swing down and like wipe it like a yeah. windshield wiper that's ridiculous. Love that, that one was great. Yeah, yeah that one is. <laughs> Which part there. is that in again? I don't know, but I, I th- remember. I think it's during the note. stealing Christmas montage, and the Grinch is swinging uh, on lights, and he's like, "Oh yes," and it wipes. Yes, the I remember screen. that. Yeah. Um, but one thing I appreciated about about this movie is like the fact that obviously Doctor Seuss's story is really just like you know just Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. How he's like, "I'm gonna go steal it. I hate this shit." And then Cindy Lou is a pretty minor character, but that's what causes the Grinch 
uh, his heart to grow and then carve the roast beast. But I liked, I liked that they get into the backstory here and they had the flashback section I did to not when he was a baby. That. What'd you say? Yeah. I did not remember that at all. And, and I oh, think wow. I would have, because when he's a baby, he is, I was surprised they didn't credit Rob Botine. He's fucking Quato from Total Recall. He's like the same puppet. It's wild. It does look very similar. But you know what's funny? Okay, so this thought was in my head as I was watching it. And I can't remember if I was high or not when we watched it. Um, That just speaks to me smoking too much weed. (laughs) Which I don't even really... I smoke sometimes on weekends and not even every weekend. So I I make myself out to sound like this fucking fiend. But but so we were watching that section when they flashed back when she's interviewing everybody. Like, that's the thing. Because the whole point is to show like when the Grinch started hating Christmas. But if you could see him like when he's, you know, floating down by like the umbrella carriage or whatever, he bumps into that baby and then laughs, which is hilarious. But he was, so that just tells me that he was born bad. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It has to be, that has to be it. He was born bad. Yeah. I mean, he, his, he's already green and his umbrella is already like fucked up. Yeah. he's already like i like yeah it was like this is where this is why he hates christmas but he was already born like a nasty little weird alien thing absolutely yeah it's definitely a combo but he he's a bad dude from the start but (laughs) he was that sequence leads to the best joke in the movie which is that one of the who's has been fucking her boss oh my god yeah that that really joke is so funny but did you guys catch the other one Right when know. the Grinch lands and he gets stuck in a tree. First of all, when that happens, though, he goes, oh, he's stuck in a tree. Like, that's why he's bad or something. And I was like, did you not just see him hit the other baby? But anyway, so he gets stuck in a tree and then he looks into the window and we see the window. Dude, they're at a swingers party. I'm not kidding. Like, they're, they're putting keys in a jar yeah, and yeah. there's who's walking around like humping like like subtly humping each other bear you got to go back and rewatch it i was losing no, you're my right. mind i must have looked down i that is awesome <laughs> the, it's the keys amazing. in the jar the keys in the jar is like obvious that's Serious a tell. Yeah. but then like if you look in the background there are like the way they're dancing is kind of like oh yeah. kind of promiscuous yeah. so that leads yeah. me so another trivia that i looked that i uh found Jeff Schaefer, Alec Berg, and David Mandel, who were like a writing trio on Seinfeld, who are now, you know, they run every fucking great comedy on TV, Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep, uh, Dave, you know, a bunch of different things. And they did it, I, I, apparently they did an uncredited rewrite on the script. And I have to believe that they came up with that stuff. Absolutely. That, that is and smuggled in. Martha May. Like yeah, my, everything one of my she main, does is yeah. sexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything oh, she, yeah. like the the lights and just like riding it and then the blowing the smoke. She has cleavage. Like it's like it's very very obvious what they're doing there. Is but that, her performance is, that, is also like one of the MVPs of the movie. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, when she, she says when movie. she says the muscles, I mean that's oh, like yeah. that's argue that's arguably the best line of the whole movie. It's hilarious. That, that's yeah. Christine Baranski's character. Yeah, Christine, Christine Baranski. God, yeah. she makes me so horny. It's so weird. <laughs> oh my god! Like, well, it, let me that, ask you this like, question. Yeah, does she make you point. horny in general or horny as Martha May? Uh, definitely both. I mean, this was like. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think stretch, you can separate the two. She yeah, looks. Can. She doesn't look that fucked up by the prosthetic. She looks a little fucked up, yeah. uh, but she's still smoking hot. And uh, yeah, she's good looking. Definitely in my like 
over 60 wood category now <laughs> oh my this God. between this and chicago was like you are just an grass. excellent time Wait, for, she's in chicago yeah who's she in chicago again she's one of the uh, she is she's one of the fucking people who dances she's one of the the okay one she's of the like girls. renee zellweger's yeah. friend or some shit okay yeah. Well, look, as much as she's one of the girls, as, as, <laughs> as, as much as her appearance is on display here, um, which, yes, she's very beautiful. But Khalil's right. She's also the MVP performance of the movie. I think she's hilarious. The, just the being muscle... super into the Grinch all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. muscles with line no is killer. Yeah. Also, Jeff, the great Jeffrey Tambor, when he he's hilarious. In this. When, yeah. uh, when he now canceled Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, very canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's tough, man. I mean, I. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's terrible what he did, but I, I've, I've been rewatching the Larry Sanders show and my God, he is so fucking funny. Um, but anyway, he, there's a, there's that scene where the, the boys come back and they were like, we were on Mount Crumpet. And he was like, your, your sons were where? Like they were bothering the Grinch. And he's like, oh no, I think they were just defacing public property, property or something. And Jeffrey Tambor goes, oh, well, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah that moment it always makes me laugh but it's andrew it's i'm glad you mentioned that like you enjoyed the like cringe origin story because i think that's on this rewatch for me that is like one of the things that stood out is that it's so easy in this type of movie to um to mess up like everything except the source material like you know what i mean like you, like you go into this movie thinking like well, the, the part with him stealing Christmas is going to be good because that's what the book was and mm -hmm. everything else is probably going to be like a stretch or everything else is probably right. going to be like, eh. and like, I kind of feel the opposite about this where like, like I where, the stealing, where the stealing Christmas part is pretty much like by the numbers, like yeah. pretty much like what you yeah. expect. But then like the really surprising funny stuff is like, the backstory that just the Grinch being like an introvert, just like mm -hmm. everything before, like the hubilation, like every, like all of that stuff is what really stands out, which I, which I think is really like impressive for a movie like this. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. I that. agree too. That, that expands it to feature length too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it didn't feel forced. No. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was straining. It didn't feel like, I don't care about this stuff. Dude, the whole Hubilation montage is not only funny, it goes to show like, God, that thing sucks. They're shoving <laughs> food in his mouth. They're throwing him up and down. They're spinning him around. Like, I don't know how he's not projectile vomiting every three seconds. Yeah, this thing looks it, horrible. They, <laughs> I, the only thing I found out about the Who's that I didn't know, because the Who's kind of suck, but right at the beginning, Anthony Hopkins is talking about how they enjoy Arbor Day um and some other like lesser known wait rhymes. really <laughs> yeah it's that. like one of the beginning rhymes he's like it's yeah, just like they, one of the rhymes yeah they they love uh arbor day and casimir pulaski day but nothing compares to christmas or something oh. there's something else that's like stuck in there like, i just remember that they lived in a snowflake which is like yeah, I... <laughs> which is kind of like i guess like cool and uh adds maybe adds to some whimsy and stuff but, all, well, but it really also, makes you feel like you're yeah. you're committing the holocaust when you stand outside with <laughs> yeah yeah with it also door. like opens up kind of a whole can of like wait this whole thing happened in a what happens when the snowflake lands like <laughs> 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 that's great what happens when it lands and what if it lands on like someone's tongue and it goes it's like what when then yeah. what happens like i'm like this yeah. also just could have been a fictional village anywhere but sure in a snowflake yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Well, that's true. It doesn't yeah. have to look like a real place then, because you're already, yeah, yeah. You've already set the table with like this is, yeah, this is going yeah. to be fairy tale esque. Yeah, so it's not yeah. that weird when shit looks strange or. Um, you and know, I guess that's a Dr. Seuss thing because I think it, Horton hears a who it all happens inside a speck of dust or something like that. Yes, so does. I think yeah, it's a Dr. Seuss thing. Apparently, though, Dr. Seuss's widow, um, in charge of the estate at the time, like didn't want anyone to make this movie, and I think like Ron Howard had to go to her with Brian Grazer and convince her like, hey, this is what we're doing, and she and literally in the clause of the thing it was like you have to have an actor of like jack nicholson jim carrey status literally yeah. jim carrey's name was in there along with jack nicholson i think dustin hoffman which is dustin hoffman too yeah which oh, is wow. three extremely different actors i was trying to think back to like God, could you imagine 90s. nicholson as the grinch i, I totally because, could because he'd be doing the joker thing right but i kind and... of feel like i feel like he'd just be kind of like well uh Merry Christmas. Like <laughs> the eyebrows. I mean, there are he already has the eyebrows already. Like I it's those are three weird actors. I mean, like like Dustin Hoffman in the late 90s, I don't feel like he's on the same level as Jim Carrey. And I I, I guess you throw But he's in, still Dustin Hoffman. I mean, yeah, he's I, you know, like he has the also canceled. God, two yeah. actors we mentioned in this thing. Yeah. But Dustin Hoffman would just be like um he'd just be like why why are we doing the christmas <laughs> like he's just that's i'm interested if either of those other two guys would have decided to play the grinch uh as if he was sean connery like jim carrey appears yeah because that's exactly what jim carrey did. i wonder if sean connery was ever approached himself that would be incredible he was pretty old by then yeah that was that was probably right for entrapment yeah it was i think they were probably shooting it around the time of entrapment yeah because it came out in the late 2000 um yeah I, it's funny like thinking about this movie like this was the definitive grinch for our generation mm -hmm. like we obviously we all grew up with like the animated version but like this was the the movie that we went to the theater to see and like grinch you know like when we think when i think of grinch i think of this movie i think of jim carrey obviously there's the classic dr seuss one too but I don't know this was just like ingrained in us like i remember being so excited for when it came out like the anticipation was almost is almost what i remember more than the movie itself of just like jim carrey as the grinch i was 12 years old like do you remember the trailer oh do you yeah. remember the trailer when it was like uh, no one was stirring not even a mouse and it's just his hand yep. picking up the mouse and, it, and we were mouse. and we were like oh and it was yeah. cool because like you saw like because you knew it you know as soon as you see like the actual person in makeup or the face it'll always be slightly like not what you expected but just when they yeah. give you the hint of the hand and stuff that's when your excitement is like at its yeah. peak because it's all left to the imagination and i was obsessed with jim carrey too also i want to point yeah. out during this christmas stealing sequence when when cindy lou comes down and says santa what are you doing with our tree and he's holding the tree how does she not fucking tell that his hands are the grinch's hands yeah, I know. That's a little. Yeah, it's a little yeah. suspension. It's a suspension of disbelief there. Right. I'm so not. Smart. I'm not saying she's like so what mark the whole movie. Right. And, and right. That, right. Woke up. They could have yeah. written in like you know she has bad eyesight or something. Or <laughs> right. She does. She does on the staircase. Then like give kind of a coy look and she's like, um, "Don't forget about the Grinch." And oh, I think yeah. maybe you. You think maybe you could read in that moment that point. she does. She does know it's him. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Um, but I do actually want to say that, like, I also think you, like you said, that they've like 
did more of Cindy Lou Who's character. Like, I think that she's like a good character, and that like that girl did a good job of playing. She's great. Like, yeah, um, she's awesome. Like, yeah, and I think like that's another thing that I was just impressed, like impressed by, because again, that's it. Just seems like another ripe opportunity to like mess things up with like, oh boy, here's like this unknown child actor and this like character who's not supposed to be a main character, but now she's a main character. And but she was yeah, great. But it, yeah, but it all worked. And she was great. And then this, "Where Are You, Christmas?" is a really good song, and like every every time it plays, you kind of get like maybe not a really good, but like every time it plays, I, I, I like, could have done without some of the songs. I didn't <laughs> care for it, and and I want to talk about that as well all right i don't just our first disagreement i don't like hate the song i i agree with you it's a nice song but in the context of the movie and the character singing it i mean she's singing about christmas do you remember the girl you used to know she's seven years old like what girl is she talking about i I cannot believe i'm gonna defend this but but she uh, you get to a point in life where you kind of figure out that santa isn't real and that like but she's seven. Yeah, but she. I didn't. It, this, my parents told me kid. about Santa. Dude, I was nine Don't, years old. My family sat me around the dining room table and told me Santa wasn't real, and I cried. I wept. It was like an intervention because they were like, "He still believes. We got to tell him. Like, he's. It's not going to go well for him in life oh, if he doesn't know." And my yeah. my parents. I, and I. It's funny when my sister found out she was like four or five, and my mom was like, "Don't oh, for your brother." don't ruin it for your brother she had to keep her mouth shut for like five years and so my sister was then like really mad and my mom goes i'm sorry sweetheart i know i want i know you wanted to believe i know you wanted him to be real and she's like no i don't care about that i'm mad that you lied to me you lied to me and so for me it was the opposite my parents were like i my parents were like i'm sorry that we lied to you and i was like i don't care he's not real like i just wanted santa to be real i wanted to believe i was so mad and and, and just sad actually not mad just but that's the thing she she's singing about you you have to have this reckoning at some point in childhood about what christmas is because it's because it kicks so much ass when you're a kid and then eventually you're, you're like all right it's fine at least i get school off or whatever and then i don't know maybe you get to like I'm 32 now and I'm like, I don't want to do any of this shit. Um, <laughs> I think you just kind of, you just, you know, it, Christmas is for children, but eventually the, the shine comes off of that. Um, and I, that's what she's saying about. I didn't think the message of that song was bad. I just, I didn't realize there was going to be songs. I don't know, man. I don't always love songs. And then I, I had, I had this really weird thought about like kids movies and then I, I went down this weird like brain hole where I was thinking, I think I thought growing up that I would break out into song at certain points in life, just based on that happening a lot in the movies I watched. Yeah. And then I also kind of had to deal with like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to have something right. like some feelings or something good happen and I'm just going to start singing about them. Right. There's not going to be any like, music underscoring me. Like, right. Like you, you're conditioned to think that cause like all the stuff you consume does it. And then, right. I don't know, maybe that's really dumb, but I, I had that thought of like, it's pretty okay, hilarious, at, some point, actually. at some point you, you stop anticipating that you're going to do a, a musical number in real life. <laughs> right. What would your musical number have been? Both it's of great, you. Like if, great if you question. had to think of one moment doesn't have to be anything like necessarily specific. It could have been like, you know, like at school at lunch or something. I would be losing my virginity and American Pie would, would start singing out of it. <laughs> and you'd sing? Yeah, just right on her. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. 
I might have to. We might, we might have to come back to me on that. Uh, yeah, I have I'll no take the rest of the podcast. To say. I feel like mine would have been like, like Col- rush know, of blood to the head. No, I would have. I'm thinking of like not. It would have been like an original thing. Like, did you do the homework? Like, right, right. I didn't do it. I never did it once. Like, <laughs> I'll never do it again. Or some and like shit. the rest of the class like breaks into it. Yeah, and, like, and then we all leave notebooks. school and like never yeah. come back. <laughs> I mean, I do. I think that's why that's why musicals are great. It's because it does sort of tap into that feeling of like of like oh, if obviously I'm not going to break out into song in this moment, but like if I did, this is what it would sound like. And I yeah, think that's like, like that's kind of why they're popular. But I don't I even know, know if I, this is. I a, like yeah. I like musicals. I just like in this yeah. context for this movie. I, that just hit me weird. I was like, why the fuck is there a musical number here? Yeah, I actually kind of want to hone in on that because I think there's only, because it's not a musical, right? And I think there's not only a, two, oh. I think there's only two songs, right? There's Where Are You Christmas and then Mr. Grinch or am I missing one? I think it's just those Mr. two. Mr. Grinch isn't two. sung though. Yeah, Kinda it's is. like it's like on and off sung by Jim Carrey. He says like a few lines here and there, right. and the rest yeah. is like a narrator. But that singing. you need but, that in there. But like, you, you need have, that song because that, that. that's in the original. So where are you? Christmas is the only one where they're like, well, if the Grinch is going to have a song, Cindy Lou Who might as well have a song too. And you're right. I guess it didn't bo- it didn't bother me. It is a little weird because you're like, wait, this isn't a musical, so why are there two yeah. songs? Because usually a musical quite... has like four or five songs. You, yeah, you would think yeah. even like a Disney movie that that I would yeah. not characterize like a Disney movie as a musical. Yeah probably have like three songs mm-hmm. like i'm thinking yeah. like beauty the beast um there's a song in the beginning obviously be our guest i know there's a song a sad song later right? yeah that's, i mean i, I, I feel like i feel like three is even on the light side i feel like it is usually yeah. like four or five like there's like there's, there's like, like a marquee wa- one and yeah. then like there's a like the i want there's like the i want song there's like part of the that villain, world. the villain song, like Absolutely. the showstopper, yeah. and then like the end, and then like an ending song, and then like a reprise, like you know. And right. usually, like the second half has like much less songs than the first half. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, you got to get the exposition out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you it's weird because it's not musicals. A, you know your music, oh. music. You know your movie musical formulas very They're well. They're usually well. Well, Disney's right. it's kind of its own deal. Like a real That's musical, true. like like Grease. You. I mean, yeah, the the dialogue is the weird part in that movie yeah yeah that's a good point yeah what was the last good movie musical like a recent one greatest showman maybe was that the last one la la land yeah la la land was the year before but i like that the greatest showman was was better not a better movie but i i'll be honest i think the songs in greatest showman are like a lot catchier i've never liked city of stars i just don't like that song but i do like uh, the opening song with la la land a lot i love that opening scene I I don't think I've seen it since the theater, but I wanted to hate that movie and I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I was I was forced to watch The Greatest Showman, and I I wanted to cry tears of hot anger. But those songs are so catchy. Oh, they're oh. so catchy. Oh. The movie's oh. fine. It's enjoyable. But it's fine. But the songs I really like. Genuinely, like I genuinely yeah, it, think they're good. Well, that's the, the thing guys. about a musical. If 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 if, a, if the songs work for you, even if the movie sucks, you're probably going to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah, that's how I. Because it's so front and center. Whereas again, with the Grinch, you have two songs kind of at random. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I think like, especially for Cindy Lou, who is I just I feel like I can see the studio head being like, oh yeah, we gotta you know we gotta. We got a kid. This is gonna be a big part for the kid. You know, we got this is gonna be a start. This is gonna be a career-defining role. We got a song for them. They got their own song. Yeah, kids are gonna love it. Come on, they're gonna love it. And this is the time when you know, if 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 the kids want to talk and ask their parents questions, they can do it because it's a song. They're not missing any story or something like. The only thing I can think of, 
I just got to hate that Robert Evans is dead. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he didn't. He was Paramount. He wasn't Universal. And that's but he would have. He would have had that exact conversation. <laughs> that's who you're quoting. The kid yeah. stays in the picture, baby. Do, do either of you know what the uh, girl who played Cindy Lou Who has done since? Yeah, she I was looked on it Gossip up. Girl. Yeah, that was seemed to be the big thing. Her name's Taylor Momsen. Yeah. Was she like a bit? Was she like a big part on Gossip Girl? Yeah, she was a series yeah. regular. Can't oh, confirm because cool. I never watched it, but the, um, from the IMDb, she's listed for a lot of the dates that the show was on. So yeah, I don't think yeah, she might not have been her. on the cool. entire show the whole run, but she was a series regular. I remember, like when that show came out, it was it was kind of like she was. I mean, like she was a bigger name at the time than Blake Lively and Leighton Meester, and was like Taylor Momsen from The Grinch has grown mm. up and is now <laughs> like on Gossip Girl, you know, and like because she's dude, she's still she's not she's not even 30 yet i think she was born in like based on what I, my research i think she's born in 93 so she's 27 that tracks yeah yeah because yeah i mean if she was 93 that means she was six or seven when they shot the grinch yeah, um, she's great in this i don't know how the fuck oh she's lovely you could yeah. act against yeah. jim carrey in the yeah. fucking makeup and yeah not and keep a know, straight face yeah keep a straight but I, th- just I think that's shit. i think that's kind of the point is that like like if it were me, a twelve-year-old boy, like forget it. But a six-year-old girl who hasn't seen Jim Carrey's movies yet, and is just kind of supposed to like treat things as real. Obviously, you need a really good kid who's not going to break. But like, I think that age and and everything works. I think the the younger you go, the more likely you're going to get someone who gives you a straight face rather than someone who's like, <laughs> "It's Jim Carrey," you know, because then. Then you're losing days and like you know then they're like we got to get this kid off the set <laughs> god imagine firing a kid god. Oh, did you ever hear the story about jerry Maguire, the, the the first kid before jonathan lipped nikki so cameron crow was like i don't want a kid that has done a mcdonald's commercial that's the only thing i don't want and so they get this kid and they're about like i don't know a couple weeks into shooting and in the middle of one of the scenes the kid just goes i don't want to do this anymore just like straight up i don't want to do it anymore five or six years old and he said that the whole crew was like just immediately knew like yeah he's he he doesn't want to be here and like there was just something so honest and not like complaining about it it was just like this isn't for him it's just not working amazing and so then jonathan then they find jonathan with lip nikki and like the one thing he had done was a mcdonald's commercial (laughs) and but but they were like he's perfect we got to do it and then uh later on Cameron Crowe gets a call from the kid's mom of the kid who who like and who left the shoot and was like you know just wanted to say like thanks for the opportunity and they were like and she was like and please thank Tom for all the notes and you know the movies and stuff that he's been sending and Cameron Crowe was kind of like what Uh, okay and so they went and talked to Tom about it and apparently Tom Cruise had been like sending this kid letters like hey man like it's okay. You know, like you did the right thing, you know, here's some good movies for you to watch and enjoy. And I guess Tom Cruise was just like, apparently when confronted about it, he was just like, I just didn't want that kid to look up at a movie screen and think that like, I'm a failure. And I thought that I I was very moved by that when I read it. Of course, now he's screaming at people about COVID (laughs) protocols. I I would say maybe he's justified on that one. I think so too. I, I think, I think he was like, it was kind of like, I mean, it's an, I mean, it's par for the course with Tom Cruise. He's an intense guy. Yeah, he is, and that's nowhere near as funny as the Christian Bale one. 
and not even yeah. on the same fucking planet as the Mel Gibson. Yeah, I don't put it into the same category. No, no, it's I different. Agree. It's yeah. different. It's very different. Like Christian Bale's was insane and abusive, but also hilarious. Just wonderful. Just and Mel, just Gibson, Mel Gibson is just like that guy, man. When so he just came out with a movie about he's in about Santa called Fat Man, and it's like a deadly serious R-rated action movie. And when the news was announced, Seth Rogen tweeted with a link to the like the news of it, just saying "Ho Ho Holocaust Denier." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just love Seth Rogen, man. He's fucking. He's shape. I love it. He's just. He's got some balls. Like I don't. He doesn't give a fuck. We we share a voice, so it's always good to. You do yeah. sound like him, yeah. yeah. You you do sound like Seth Rogen. That's true. You always have. Yep. I wonder how he would have been as the Grinch. He would have been like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not, of course I'm not into Christmas. I'm Jewish. Like, that's, that would have been his thing. Oh, did you read about that? They were, they originally had a, a family of who's called the Hoosteens who didn't celebrate yes. Christmas. And that got, that got axed by uh, yeah. old, old good, good uh, call Dr. There. Mrs. Seuss. Uh, speaking good of call, that. Are you kidding me? You got to be inclusive. I mean, no, that's I think that was... that's bullshit. Oh, well, were they like making, were they like joking about it though? Or were they like, was it? I don't know. Like, I, that's why was, I said that. It was I a think footnote if... that I read, but I, if I had to guess, it would be like, you know, there's one family that isn't into this whole shebang. <laughs> uh, I think if a Jewish person wrote that joke, then it's fine. That's what I think. But Ron Howard, I don't think is Jewish. And maybe that guessing... had something to do with it. Brian grazer brian grazer might be yeah i don't think ron howard is i don't think so um but anyway uh i actually wanted to that's a that's good segue into what's next so i wanted to ask you guys about the whole like metaphor of this whole story because i feel like um part of what i'm wondering is like them ostracizing the grinch and the grinch not being into it and him being different than all the other who's you know, different looking, different everything. Is it a metaphor for like, you know, la- you know, like ch- you know, getting rid of prejudice and and accepting? Maybe. Yeah, I th- I think that's uh, as far as any moral comes out of the Grinch. Um, you've got you know, Christmas isn't isn't in a store. You know, he steals yeah, all that's the, the main one. one. That's yeah, the, that's still, the big one, right? Yeah. Of course, but... Christmas is more than that. But yeah, the, the secondary one would be yeah, don't don't pick on people because they're different mm-hmm. and maybe even look if you if you make someone's experience miserable of course they're going to fucking hate you for it right yeah uh, like it, that's it, what you i can't take, even yeah. blame the grinch yeah that's right. what i take from it even more than like pre- like any sort of metaphor for prejudice or racism or anything like that i took i took it i took it more as like um like oh yeah sometimes the reason you think people are weird is because like you're not including them you know what i mean yeah, like it's, yes. it's it's like you're, like you're the one who creates the weird outcast you know that's I, a yeah, great we're we watches and i was not a weird outcast but uh obviously the grinch has taken some heat for having a full beard in uh, elementary school and my <laughs> yeah. girlfriend looked at me and was like oh, a little too close to home for you <laughs> and i was like I mean, as I a mean, matter that's... of fact yes 
I mean, that's the reason he burns down an, an entire tree. Yeah, no because no one showed him how to shave. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they him also burning down the tree, wonderful. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That and also the fire, the fire, go, it, it's very economic. Like the fire just goes. Oh, yeah. And then it it doesn't spread to the town. It doesn't it's spread. Like very safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a safe it's fire. True. Never thought very I'd say those words in the same sentence. It's a good arson. Yeah. It's very targeted arson. Very controlled. Yeah, very targeted. And But also, I thought that was so fucked up that they gave i because i forgot that i forgot that they gave him the razor that um, was bullshit that was that so was a mean. fucking that was so a, mean yeah yeah that, loved that he shaved the mayor though oh yeah eat shit like that guy just <laughs> that was bullshit i not like i didn't need much more of a reason to hate that guy because he was trying to bang christine baranski which i was like yeah. hands off you son of a bitch <laughs> the, that the the insult to injury reintroducing the 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 razor was a bridge too far yeah that was fucking yeah. mean man and here's my question when the town is laughing are they laughing because they all know the story and they get it or are they laughing because they're like um oh it's a razor like are they laughing at the grinch because of because the razors are funny yeah i, I mean i guess they <laughs> have to be right? <laughs> no i think I, i'm not sure they know the story but i think they're like they can tell that the grinch is a hairy guy and so they can right. kind of infer what, what's going I think on it's, yeah it's clearly yeah. insulting I, especially because yeah. the grinch kind of refuses to wear clothes most of the time whereas <laughs> right. the, the other who's don't have that for some reason yeah, yeah. and i also yeah. think that they don't know that it's not a joke for him because the the mayor's kind of like oh all in good he says something like all in good fun like like old times like haha yeah, yeah and i don't think the townspeople know like oh no this is this is cutting deep yeah um, exactly that's some bullshit yeah um before we wrap up what's uh because khalil you mentioned earlier that this was a very quotable movie i agree with you I'm surprised. I always kind of am kind of pleasantly surprised when it makes its way into a conversation. Um, yeah. Do we do we each have? I personally do have one. Do we each have a favorite quote that sometimes we like to bring into conversation, whether it's applicable or not? Because movie quotes, if you're quoting a movie, sometimes it's always better if it's applicable. But you know, if you're quoting a movie, sometimes it doesn't need to be. You're just saying the line. I mean, I have a lot of favorite quotes, but I could probably pick one or two. I, I like the 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 Grinch, and uh, when he's going down that list, he's like hate hate loathe. Yeah, um, <laughs> loathe <good>. entirely. <laughs> and then he says something when he's on the sleigh at the end about like the waves being bitching. Uh, I think that was one of the first times I heard that he says yeah. she, she's like because he, he lands on the front and Cindy Lou's like, "Are you okay?" And you think he's hurt, but then he perks up and he's like, "Are you kidding? The snow is soft and the waves are bitching." Or yeah, something like that. that. And was... I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> yeah, that that was that one. Is great. I didn't. I don't. I didn't catch that either. Uh, yeah. That that's one to get into the the rotation. That I might have to yeah. look up the exact word because it, it really came me like, yeah, that was out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I would say the one I probably use like in most. Uh, the one that probably seeps into my life the most is um, when he, it's during the, like he's preparing to steal Christmas, the, the Mr. Grinch song. And um, he does the crash dummy test into the wall. Um, and he goes, airbags are a little slow. And then he's like, but that's what these tests are for. <laughs> I that's like for some one. reason I say that like way more often than I realize. I think I just said it yesterday or like the day before accidentally. Or just like <laughs> where it's just like you you know you do something and like you know you're making pancakes and you actually accidentally burn them or whatever and you're like that's what these tests are for. 
So that, that one for some reason like seeped into my life a lot. And then I also really like um, when he's named Cheermeister and they're like, and here are the two old women who raised you. And the, like the two old ladies come up to the stage and he goes, you two are still living. <laughs> That's great. That, that made me laugh. Too. Yeah. <laughs> my first one that I feel like I sometimes say, you know, relatively like not, not necessarily all the time but I feel like it definitely is applicable to my life because I make a lot of bad jokes and people don't laugh I, I'll say oh hot crowd hot crowd yeah that's great that's great <laughs> all right so as we wrap up here we're gonna go to our guest first still is the Grinch still good or is it still good because of this memory only and therefore isn't actually good but the memory is good uh, I think it's still good I did my best to throw out the nostalgia glasses. Um, and then, so for the reasons I said, I think Jim, I think it's just really funny. I think Jim Carrey's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think like everything that they created in the storyline that was not from the source material actually lifted up everything, which is not what you'd expect. Like, it's not like the cat in the hat, which is super like unmemorable and bad because like, I don't even remember what they added in that movie, you know, like, mm. um, so like I thought that was great and then yeah I thought like all the Cindy Lou stuff was great and um yeah everyone I and yeah so I just I thought uh I I thought it was still good I definitely think the memories make it even better um because then a moment that a moment that's just like normally funny then just becomes extra funny because you think of all the other times you like watched it and laughed but um to the best of my ability throwing away the nostalgia glasses I would say yes it's still good so it held up for you this viewing too. It did, yeah. And when was the last time you watched it before this time? I watched it last. I watched it well the night before we did part one of the podcast. Um, and then the last last time I had seen it before that was probably like maybe like twenty seventeen. Okay, so yeah, yeah, pretty recent. Bear, what about you? Uh, this movie sucks without Jim Carrey. Um, he <laughs> is doing a Bruce Campbell level of carrying everything here. The Lord's okay. work. Yeah, which I appreciated. It this I just still can't figure out Ron Howard as a director. I, I don't know. He he's sometimes he's great and sometimes he's just like a studio working stooge. Yeah. He's uh, very like one for me, one for you kind of That's what it seems like. And then and then the ones for him are like, what the fuck? Uh so it, <laughs> oh, it's it it is confusing, but um, in the same way that we talked about a little bit during Misery about how Rob Reiner's career confuses me too. <laughs> Give yeah. me one minute. There's a ton of noise in the background. That's okay. We'll cut this part out. Uh, but I, this isn't one that is in my rotation, but no problem with it going in. This is a good holiday movie. It's actually, it's really funny. Uh, yeah. It's not overly long. I cannot imagine watching it outside of Christmas, but that's fine. It is a Christmas fair, movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whereas I actually have watched both Home Alones outside of Christmas. Me too. And and I think Black Christmas, the other movie we did, would would hold up um, certainly during Halloween. But uh, this one feels yeah. very Christmas specific. Uh, this is a movie that my girlfriend and her sisters, who aren't like movie people, they quote all the lines. Um, so I think it really wow. resonated with the right crowd. I oh, liked yeah. it a lot more um, than I typically like PG-rated movies. Yeah, it, it at part it, at times this feels like a Guillermo del Toro movie because you've got someone in really elaborate practical makeup and you've got you know 
crowds of people kind of moving around for like 90% of the runtime. Um, and that's weird and kind of fun. And then I don't feel like Ron Howard has ever made a movie like this or in this vein again. So that's just kind of strange, but I, I agree with everything. I, I liked the Mary Lou who I thought she was good. Obviously Christine Baranski, uh, more <laughs> of her. And um, I, I really just have no idea how you even put this together without Jim Carrey. He's yeah amazing even the negative reviews i i read about this like yeah but jim carrey is fucking working as it falls off and it's incredible Um, so yeah it's a kids movie you expect some negative reviews i think it's good great a great watch for christmas yeah um so i hadn't seen this movie like i said in like 17 years or something at least maybe maybe more um and what's funny is as i was watching it i was laughing and I was enjoying myself, but there was this nagging voice in my head that was like, yeah, but there's something like missing a little bit or whatever. And then I just kind of realized like, it's cause I'm not 12 anymore. Like, like it literally, like it was like, and I'm not 12 anymore. Like, and I haven't seen it since then. And so I kind of let that go and just watched the movie. And at the end of the movie, Zoe turned to me and was like, did you like that? And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. She's like, I really liked watching that with you. And that kind of hit me like, oh, that's what movies like this and specifically this one are all about. Mm-hmm. Like they're about the people you watch them with because they're so holiday and Christmas specific. It's like, you're not going to watch this movie between the months of January and October. You're just, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. And I noticed a lot more this time that I appreciated. Like, again, the swingers party killed me. That's and I just that's thought that amazing. was for for that to be in there like even if the rest of the movie was terrible i almost would have to give this a still good review because of that the fact that they got that into a studio pg kids movie is remarkable like that's amazing and again christian baranski steals the movie but here's the thing i didn't pick up on like that that stuff the first time around obviously but the stuff that i remembered and laughed at i remember i laughed at again here like the I'm a, I'm the idiot, I'm an idiot joke and the, the muscles like all those lines are great, um, so yeah, I remember telling Khalil not too long ago that I tried watching this movie again a couple of years ago and couldn't really do it. Uh, this time it totally worked for me and I could absolutely see watching it again um, every Christmas. Yeah, like because of like you know what what not only because of what Zoe said but like also clear because of what you said about like my friends and I have this nice memory and it's impossible to to completely let yeah. those out, to push those out and you know what though that's okay like we shouldn't have to like it's fine if you watch something and you're like yeah like look like I know you're not the greatest biggest fan of La La Land but like that movie was the first movie Zoe and I saw in a movie theater together like our first movie date and that's always going to mean a lot to me because of that. So I might watch it again and be like, "Yeah, it's a little slow." And you know, and I like I said, I've never really liked the City of City of Stars song, but like, I still am always going to have a special place in my heart for that movie because of that memory I have. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think yeah. that The Grinch falls mm-hmm. under that category. Well, Chris, Christmas movies are certainly more reliant on that, and right. I think that's okay. I think they all kind of are. Uh-huh. Um, so but I, that I being that, said, like I fine. said, there's still is really funny stuff in this, and yeah, Jim Carrey carries the movie. No pun intended. He does. And Christine Bransky steals the show, and also yeah. my prostate. God damn. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she steals the show. 
Jeffrey Tambor is very funny. Taylor Momsen's adorable and really funny. Yeah. Um, and, and again, this is even more specific, but the memory I have of like meeting Ron Howard as a little kid and how nice he was to me when he didn't have to be. That's really cool too. And then meeting him again 10 years later and saying, it's harder now. <laughs> that's that's is, just, just that's devastating. Incredible. That, yeah, just <laughs> awesome. So guys, this is really special. We all agreed. Like, this is great. Because last is this time- a, Is this a first? No, I'm sure you're on the show. Uh, on the show? No, no, no. I'm have, talking about with you, you Khalil. I'm oh. talking about with you, Khalil. <laughs> with yeah, of me. the two. <laughs> I think you I think you mean the fact that Bear and I agreed is what that's probably more here. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because you no, and I'm, I pleasant, I'm pleasantly before. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm glad you liked it, Bear. There's nothing to hate. There's really not that yeah. much to hate. Even even yeah. stuff that I don't like gets yeah. papered over pretty fast by elaborate makeup and practical effects. Yeah. I've watched way shittier movies than this and just yeah. loved them just for right. that stuff. And just because I was watching it and thinking, wow, this must not have been fun to make. It doesn't mean it wasn't fun to watch. Yeah. Like I'm just watching that as a purely like technical bullshit filmmaker thing of just being like nitpicky. I don't mean that in the sense of like, you know, Oh God, this is just boring me. It was just more like, yeah. wow, this is elaborate. Um, yeah, how did yeah. they get those Christmas lights to shoot directly on the house? Oh my God. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the logistics of that machine. Is there is there a string? Is there a wire in between those lights, or are they literally just landing and sticking exactly where they should be? In reality, no you just you <laughs> film it you film it in reverse and play it. Back that's forward. what it. Nice. That's yeah. what I thought it was yeah. to me. Yeah, they must have filmed it in reverse because it looked phenomenal and. It was practical. It was definitely not digital. No, they just it pulled the lights out of the house. Yeah. yeah, and you could tell that this was shot on film. I liked the little grain and the specs. Love some grain. Yeah, love some grain. Well, guys, so that wraps up our latest edition of Christmas movies and Christmas cocktails with no cocktails this week. We did have some sips of eggnog. That was about it. Um, if you like the show, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, whatever they're called now. Um, give us five stars. You can definitely also write something. You can write something terrible about me and Bear. Um, it's totally fine. Khalil also has a Grinch sock that he's holding up. That's terrific. That's right. Um, That's right. So Khalil, you're plugging the Grinch socks, right? I'm That's plugging the plugging. Grinch socks. Do you have more actually, than one? <laughs> yeah, no, I have two. I just All grabbed right. one. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to plug, since we're talking about Christmas movies, I just watched for the first time like a week ago, there's a, an animated movie on Netflix called Klaus with a K. I hear it's really and, good. And no one really talks about it, but it was like nominated for best animated movie. And I think it lost to Toy Story 4, but it uh, it should have won. And it's like really good. And then like a, like a beautiful return to like 2D animation. And if you're looking for a new Christmas movie to add to your list, you should check that out. That's a great plug. Nice. How much did Netflix pay you for that one? <laughs> Better, better be a lot yeah they should that's great well guys you heard it here first well not maybe not first but you heard it here listen to listen to watch klaus um and yes again subscribe to us on itunes leave us a five-star review um you can follow us on spotify find us on instagram at still good show uh you can send us an email still show at gmail.com and finally our website stillgoodshow.com we will see you next time for our final uh, Christmas movies and Christmas cocktails where Bear and I will be reviewing wait for it Eyes Wide Shut yes it is a Whoa. Christmas movie anyway thanks guys we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>